0: Broadcasting live from Care Keep on the Plain of Dominaria, this is Tap Tap Concede. Welcome. I'm Graham. I'm, I'm Ben. I'm
1: Cameron. And I'm Nelson. Ooh, we did
2: it in alphabetical <laughs> order.
1: Wow. Oh, wow. Oh. We should do that, actually. Yeah, except, except for Graham. Graham. Well, I mean, like, put your anchor. <laughs> anchoring. I me. was talking yeah. first, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I jumped New rule.
0: Alphabet Q, yeah, yeah, exactly.
1: Everyone who's ever on Tap Tap, you better damn well have watched this episode.
0: It, it. only, it works if Ben's not here. For it to be
3: alphabetical order. Bye bye. Now, now you're yeah. in, now you're in charge I guess. Congrats! Yeah. Hey yeah. everyone. Huzzah. I hope you're
1: enjoying Van's last episode of Tap Tap Conceived.
3: <laughs> well, at least I got to spend it in our <coughs> brand spanking new studio. Where the heck Ooh, are we? Yeah. Did we
1: move? Are we on a new moon base? that's on the actual moon. Well, this is actual Kerakite. Yeah, they, oh, they renovated. Right. It they let us into Kerakite
3: for one episode. of Tap
1: Tap. That's right. We
0: are. Yeah. Very excited about this. Actually, we are in the same. We're in. We are in the same physical space that we've been previously, but we no. finally. <laughs> Yeah, I know, it doesn't look it. We have finally got around to actually actually renovating uh, this particular studio because when we moved into Moonbase Mark V, oh God, it was like a year and a half ago, more than a year and a half ago now, we, we had a plan for studios A and C, and B was like, well, um, here's the wall, and you can't paint this wall without sanding it down, and the painters can do that, but it's a little expensive, and so maybe we just... Maybe we just use the. This wall looks fine. Sure. What do we put on it? Well, we have some acoustic foam. Let's let's glue that to the wall and put a TV up here. Before we had a shelf. Yeah, there was a shelf, uh, which wasn't there at the beginning either. No, you guys put that in. Yeah. Yeah, and and the whole thing was shifted. We were like off center in the room because we had it lined up for where the plywood panels were, so that didn't look weird. Anyway, the point is This
3: is probably super great for all the people audio listening.
0: <laughs> well that's the that that's the other improvement we've made is right. that yeah. we were like, well, this is our podcast studio and the audio fidelity is maybe not as good as it could be because we're using the, the the lapel mics, which are great for some things, but not for others. And so now we have these wonderful podcasting microphones that hopefully you've will noticed improve the. I mean, you might not notice unless we point it out. But if you go listen to last episode and this one, there maybe you'll notice a difference there. So Comparing hopefully, contrast. Yeah, yeah. What previous
2: episode was like? I'm broadcasting to you from deep inside this aluminum can, <laughs> and this one is just mellifluous. Call me. Ish man, mm,
3: nice. it is. unintentional ASMR, yeah, yeah. We get got the rest of everything in get here. Get
1: ready, yeah. and this is also our ASMR well, studio, about obviously.
3: A, about to crack a pack and everything, Ooh. So,
1: yeah. So, this
0: was uh, shout outs, uh, by the way, to um, uh, James and Beege and Paul for all the work to get this room up to uh, what it looks like now. More improvements to come because we're, get, we're getting a, a different table for this, but mm. we uh, we we had to record now and by the other thing is we're by recording now i mean uh, 10 minutes because we got a little delayed before wizards is announcing modern, uh, horizons. modern horizons which we only know because of a leak this morning so i might later in the podcast while ben's doing his section i might be on my phone trying to look up some some uh trivia yeah, so stay
3: tuned for some uh <laughs> some some sweet knowledge maybe yeah 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 so because today on that the show, you would have found out three days ago <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: Uh, today on the show, we have Ben here because frequently for our Commander games on the Friday night paper fight on our Twitch channel at twitch.tv/loadingreadyrun, um, Ben makes Commander decks for people. You know, people are like, I don't actually have a Commander deck for this or whatever, and Ben will very keenly be like, I can brew you something. It's my jam. It's yeah. my favorite format. And a lot of people have been asking, what's you know, what, what's your system for that? What's your collection look like? How do you do that? And so basically, Ben's going to be talking about how he's brews his commander decks for our weekly streams before that of course we're going to crack a pack we're also going to do a little bit of magic news updates but very but first very quickly as a reminder this show is brought to you by cardkingdom.com please check out cardkingdom.com slash lrr for all of your card kingdom needs card kingdom they ju- they've just announced they're opening a new location in portland whoa, whoa good, good yes. Yes. i'm awesome. very excited about hot, it yeah. Yeah. hot 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 very, very exciting news for them, uh, and of course, this show and everything we do is brought to you by you and your mm-hmm. kind support of our Patreon at patreoncom slash run. So, let's start with a crack a pack and sort of knock our way through it fairly quickly. Unless We've got a it's... pack, show let's today. get Cameron yeah. to roll the die. Yeah. Okay, all right. Which I don't all know. Where right. we, I don't
2: know where we store it now. Daddy needs a new bolt of lightning. Whoop. Goodbye, okay, Paul.
0: Can you see it, Paul? What number that came up? Because oh no, oh, two. 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 Okay. Right. now.
1: Graham's going to get it out. Ben's oh, going to pass oh. it to me. Hilarious. <laughs> we got to do it. We rolled the two. What? What okay. is this?
0: This is from Gil and Sarah from Lincoln, Nebraska. It was sent to us in oh, mail time. Oh, no. And this is Italian homelands. Le Origini. Oh, no.
1: Okay, well, we'll do two okay. cracker packs. This one will be real quick. Here, <laughs> what, have, actually, this is, actually, this will be great because it's nice and yeah. short. I had a bottle okay. of Orange yeah. Genie yesterday. It was really Here, get nice. Ben to pass me, and I'll do the ASMR stuff. All right, go for on it. On this new microphone. Right. No, Ben's got to touch it. We've all got to take oh. part. That's part of the community of ASMR, right? Oh,
3: <laughs> oh the lick. Oh, the lick. The lick. Dude, is- you <laughs> got to get your
1: tongue in there for the acoustics. Here you go. <laughs> okay. Now you can touch that. Are we Alex.
3: doing this in stereo? Like, is cam coming in through one ear? I then, hope like, so. Nelson's yeah. in the no, Paul's, no, Paul's no, chicken. Mixed head. in mono. <laughs> there we go. All right
0: mixed in mono just Rysorian like I just Badger did. sorry I was very excited about Rysorian Badger which I recognized good for it's you it's a badger
1: it's good for you for recognizing it actually it's it.
0: Tasso de Rysorian so mm-hmm. it's a 2-2 for 2 and a green badger um it's- is he laying
1: out a sick riff? Yeah. It looks yeah. like he's like drumming hard. Yeah. He's, he's drumming on the skull. Well he's got his skull. hands in like power guitar mode, but this then is, he's also got drumsticks on his skull. This is he,
3: this is on brand for the new Pokemon announcement too, with yeah, he, and his He looks stick. like he's
1: really straining to see the screen for
2: rock band. Yeah. That everyone else is like <laughs> because, standing up.
3: Because the drums are the biggest part of like the whole like endeavor of playing, so they're like You know, you're playing in your bedroom, you've got to be on the opposite side of the bed, the rest of the people get to sit on the bed, but you've got to like look from behind there. (laughs) So,
0: if Resorian Badger attacks and is not blocked, you may choose to have it deal no damage to defending player. Oh boy! If you (laughs) do, remove, exile Hmm. from the game, up to two target creatures from that player's graveyard, gain one life for each creature removed. this. Boy, needs a double kick. Yeah.
2: I've I've never seen seen this before.
1: And it's kind of like early scavenging news, right? Yeah. Neat. Yeah. Yeah. Right. It's not okay. a good card like Scavenging Use, but it has some of the same words on it. Uh, Aeson Crusader? Ooh, I would right. agree with that. that. Sounds
0: right. Crociato de Aeson. Hmm. Two white, white for a. Aeson Crusader. All right. Two white, white for a two plus star, two plus star. Aeson, <laughs> Aeson Crusader has power and toughness each equal to two plus the number of heroes you control. I believe that would now be templated as just a two two with a static ability of gets plus one plus one Mm. for each hero you control. Likely.
1: Because yeah. it has a characteristic defining ability that starts with two, t- with Wasn't two so that's weird. was there very
2: similar to this in uh, Dominaria, a knight that got a Banalish. Uh, yeah, Banalish
0: marshal. No, It
3: not just Mar- pumps power. Marshall. There's a common that okay. pumps for every... The legendary.
0: Not have. just legendary, yeah, right? Historic uh, Or is it it's only legendary. legendary? It is legendary. just legendary, isn't yeah, it? Uh, Banalish yeah, Honor Guard, I think. Mm-hmm. Right, it, was plus, sounds... it was plus one, plus oh. But mm-hmm. yeah. So this also, I guess, is a knight. So
3: it's now, it's power and toughness are equal to two plus the number of soldiers and warriors you control. Oh. Whoa. Whoa. That's actually that a that kind got of way big... better. Yeah. Well, That's I think awesome. I guess they
1: looked at it and they were like, wait a minute, heroes aren't a thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's probably a couple heroes in this set,
3: but probably not very many. And he's in... a human knight. Interesting. So, yeah, yeah, also... I was also gonna say it looks like a knight. So. Yeah. Yeah. It's also got flavor text uh from uh, part of the Sengir family. Oh, there you go. A a
0: renegade rallying the rabble does not a true crusader make, says Irene, horrifying looking Sengir. <laughs> yes. Hey, folk of Anhava, or popolo di anjava oh yeah it's a one one for having a single green <laughs> <laughs> and having a good time wow <laughs> it's a one one for a single green if assigned as a blocker folk of anjava get plus two plus zero until end of turn so
1: they're just and happy to be here oh my, oh, my god
0: uh mystifying maze or a labirinto obsc- oscuro.
1: right that's mystifying maze isn't it something maze I just want everyone to know that that alert notification, if you heard it on my phone, was the announcement for Magic oh, okay. Modern Horizons going last. No, okay, mystifying maze is a card. That sounds right. Okay, it's like a four drop. Four. four, four or yeah, something? four in a
0: blue yeah. for a four four. Five drop. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that sounds right.
0: And okay. maybe
2: mystifying labyrinth. We're are... gonna talk about the announcement once we're finished with this pack of homelands. But <laughs> since you sent it in, <laughs> yeah, now we have
0: to do it.
3: Yeah. yeah. No, it's um, obscure maze labyrinth. I don't, I can't Mystifying remember.
1: is like a word that goes into Magic art names. It's,
0: it's it's the problem is that the reader isn't isn't accepting the art for Can some I reason. It? I can't see it. Oscuro I I own
3: one of these, or I did. The implicit the mystif- maze.
1: Mystifying maze is a thing. No, that's, that's a thing. but It's a land.
3: Ex- Oops. I'm gonna say obscure labyrinth. <sighs> <sighs>
1: <sighs> no, <say> <sighs> it's not obscure. It's just like labyrinth. dark maze. I think. try oh, dark it might maze. Might actually just be dark maze.
3: Yeah. Did we just no sell it here? Yeah. It cannot mm. be found.
0: All right, we'll come back Not to that. Not Dark Maze. We'll come back to that. I'll move I'm on. Hey, I'm th- gonna try it's Memory it. Lapse. Hey, there you go. Oh, this is a real fun art part. for it, too. Hmm. Yeah, Memory right. Lapse.
1: Yep, yep. Oh, what? Yep. Right. What? It is Dark Maze. It is Dark Maze? Oh. Ah.
0: Okay, we have the, sli- we have the different art. Yeah. It's still by Rob Alexander, but it's slightly different, uh, but tw- almost <laughs> the
1: same <laughs> art. It's that, yeah, that person's standing up. Yeah, Rob Alexander's gorgeous taiga is in a different part of the background of this card and the different arts, yeah.
0: So, yeah, four and a blue for a four five maze wall. And for no mana, it has an activated zero mana ability that Dark Maze can attack this turn. At the end of your turn, exile it, and it can't. It doesn't have haste. It can't attack the turn it comes into under control. I assume that just means you you may attack with it. No, because it's still a wall, and all walls have defender. Mm-hmm. Paul, does this card currently have defender? And it, does yes. it does it still have the activated ability? Yes. Yeah. So Weird. It's
3: defender. Activated ability, Dark Maze can attack this turn as though it doesn't have Defender. XL game next second step. It's
1: hmm. so actually kind of not a terrible limited card, right? It, yeah, no, I've they,
0: actually run it when yeah. I played that
1: terrible Homelands Limited. Yeah, no, that's, it seems fine. It's just like a cool wall that then helps you alpha, mm.
0: right? Uh, so, yes, Memory Lapse, mm-hmm. Voto mm-hmm. de memoria, memoria. One and a blue for an instant counter-target spell. If a spell is countered this way, it goes back into the top of their library. That's right. Yeah. Great, mm-hmm. got mm-hmm. there. It's not on screen yet, but it's. This is the one with the woman with the puzzle piece it's hair, puzzle hair, as opposed to the the the, the phrenology the f- statue. The phrenology statue the, going of the guy going.
2: <laughs> 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 yeah, the phrenology statue making the dead ass face, or the 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 first, the very first sound of a very bad word. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Exactly.
0: Yeah. See,
2: that's the F noise. Yeah. Yeah. Like I wanted to cast. I was really hoping to resolve that spell, and now it's.
0: Cemetery Gate,
2: yep. Cemetery Portcullis, mm, right.
1: Cemetery Gate. It's Another two, wall, Cemetery Gate. Yeah, two and a black pro for 05 wall with Pro Black. Neat, cool. Because there's all those black removal spells from them that can target a black creature. Mm.
0: Mm. Alchemista Bianco. Bianco,
1: White
0: Alchemist.
3: Mm. Has a two white activated ability. It, it oh, Samite, Samite Alchemist. Oh, Samite. Oh, oh, Samite. oh interesting. Oh, okay.
0: okay. So three and a white for an O2 Alchemista, and white, white, and tap prevent four damage four damage to a
1: creature you control, that tap right. that
0: creature, that creature doesn't untap during its next untap step. Is that what I'm reading here in Italian? Hot diggity.
1: I, I think white, a white, tap, trick. prevent the next four damage that would be dealt this turn to target creature you control, tap that creature, doesn't untap. Hey, all right. Doing it. Basically, I read Italian now. That's really good. I believed it. Also, Alchemista Blanco sounds like they just changed uh, changed the translation where they didn't want to have like the Samite in the name unless Blanco. It's Bianco. Oh, Bianco. Bianco. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. So that is a place name then. I thought maybe it was Blanco, just like white alchemist. Yeah.
0: All right. Let's see if my if my newfound knowledge of Italian can help me translate this last card.
1: Chandler.
3: <laughs> oh, we got, we got a card with Chandler, like, written in Chan- the
1: flavor text. Yeah, Monica. Man. Yeah, Chandler's a yeah, piece of the magic lore. Yeah, four, and a, red,
0: four and a red for a 3-3 three, three legendary creature with red, 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 tap. Destroy target
1: artifact creature. Artifact creature. Oy. And he's buddies with Joven, and they both went to school together and then dropped out or something. Something huh. like that, yeah. You can learn from the... Flavor Text There's a lot There's a lot going on Cube April knows more than me About these characters She was pretty great To have as a resource Yeah Yeah, Just like go for beers With Cube April And she will tell you All about The Homeland's (laughs) Era lore She knows
3: What's your first pick there? Uh I mean I think I probably take the uh, Just the night Or memory lapse
0: uh, yeah, I agree with that. Honestly, are we mm-hmm.
3: drafting like yeah, eight say, packs of this in a row? Say
0: or you're in terrible homeland's draft, which I've done a couple times. Yeah, it's actually been pretty fun because uh, you know the the power level is fairly balanced. Um, uh, the minotaur pinger mm-hmm. um, and grand haba shaman maybe. Or the, thank you. Yeah, yeah the shaman, mm-hmm. the uh, the the anaba shaman mm-hmm. is a stone
1: cold bomb. Hmm. I'm, i think in i'm home, pretty in I'm, I'm pretty in on dark maze here like memory lapse is a good card too but yeah. in limited it gets worse that's true the, yeah. fa- the faster your format the better memory lapse is yeah, I also think dark maze might actually be the pick
0: bear in mind if you're if you're at an eight person draft table you you don't wheel anything
3: right right uh, yeah <laughs> homelands. homelands or do you just
1: cut red and take chandler well I don't know. I just, yeah, I mean... Five minute, three, three. How many artifact
0: creatures are in this set?
1: Uh, Let's not worry about
0: it and move on. Yeah, all right. Yeah. That, that sounds great. Let's move on to much more newer and more exciting magic. If you haven't checked out at least the top eight of the Mythic Championship that happened last weekend, you owe it to yourself to do that. So this was the first, <laughs> this was the first Mythic Championship, formerly the Pro Tour. Um the language surrounding that was kind of difficult for people to navigate all weekend because it was like is this mythic championship cleveland or is this mythic championship one because it is and the hashtag was hashtag 2019 mc1 which is a heck of a Mm -hmm. heck of a mouthful and like lsv made his 10th top eight at a tournament of this level and so it's like, wait, so is this, Do the, which is sort of how they, that's sort of how they described it is his 10th top eight at a tournament of this level, because mm-hmm. it's
1: like, they said at one point say, they definitely said it's his 10th mythic championship top eight. Yeah. Someone so they're sort of retroactively pro, referring yeah. to pro because t- like, like revisionist history on the people's name of records the pro still tour. matter. Right. Like right, you can't just be like, you
0: can't just be like, we've renamed the thing. Yeah. You <laughs> can't be, well, yeah. It's, LSV, you know, has, uh, you know, his, his. First mythic top eight. It's like, well,
1: yeah. Like, if you haven't, okay. So we'll, we're spoiling this, right? Like, we we already just spoiled that LSV made top eight. Mm-hmm. You should you should end our podcast now and, and go go watch all. Of yeah, it. if you don't if you want can, to be spoiled, go watch we're spoil it. Because we want to spoil the whole rest of it right now. We're gonna talk about it. So cause. yeah, it's like they they gave Autumn Lily like you know props for winning the first mythic championship in some places. Not maybe not on coverage, but like on Twitter or whatever. Like, mm-hmm. and I think they deserve that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But then also, it's like. LSV's 10th top eight of a Mythic Championship. That one bothers me, right? Where it's just like, yes, he deserves the accolades. I just wish they could say like, you know, here he is in the top eight of the first Mythic Championship. Also, he top eighted nine Pro Tours. Yeah. Like, I think what was going on, they talked about it a bit as like a swear jar every time you say Pro Tour on the, on the coverage because they're really trying to just like push hmm. saying Mythic Championship. Yeah. I can see but that. But the problem is like, and you know that that's and they have an entire person's job, right? Like um, Rich Hagon is the pro tour historian. Although I'm sure now he's the Mythic Championship historian, I mean, which is fine.
0: Technically, BDM was the pro tour historian. Oh, was it mm. BDM? Was the pro yeah.
1: tour historian? Okay, sorry, I got those two confused. Whose Not, presence will be sorely missed right. on coverage? Mm-hmm. That's right. What was Rich Hagon's job? Did he have another one? He's the like okay. the he
0: d- he does a lot of the behind the scenes work on coverage.
1: Okay. Just so used to hearing him like spout facts about someone's record oh, I mean, or history. It's not like he doesn't
0: know. Yeah, all the okay, fair. History. Yeah. Okay, yeah.
1: If they're what, it, yeah, now that BDM's gone, maybe Rich Hagon will be the official Mythic Championship historian. But it's like, it just feels weird to call the past events Mythic Championships when that's not what they were called, right? Like, so that I found that very jarring, yeah, that, that yeah. they were doing that. But I get kind of where they're coming from. I think, I think what it is is just that they didn't want to say Pro Tour. Because if they talk about past pro tours, everyone's gonna to be talking about the current event they're in as a pro tour. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that I believe that's their out, but it still felt like mm-hmm. really weird to me. Uh,
0: all of that said, the best part of the of the the weekend was the games and the the games and coverage specifically. If you don't have like three days of vods to watch, that's understandable. But do go watch the top eight matches because it was just a full afternoon of excellent, excellent magic and the winner of the of the day of the event the the winner of our hearts autumn Burchat, autumn lily mtg as you said just crushed it was amazing and the 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 last best of five against ikawa was just such good game like really entertaining like gripping viewing yeah, high-level magic and then just su- such a wonderful emotional moment at the end when she actually won and Emma handy they ran just like and just almost cleaned her out with this like
2: tackle cle- hug. yeah clean them out yeah it was like yeah the, the very first fatality almost on stream <laughs> right. yeah
1: yeah I found both uh, both autumn's matches and um, reads just like everyone who is playing mono blue I just spilled coffee coffee all
0: over myself, which is my punishment for messing up
1: Autumn's pronoun, and I apologize for that. (laughs) I don't know if they're that powerful, but... Yeah, uh, it
2: depends
0: yeah. on whether or not they're wearing the hat.
2: Yeah. yeah. The, hat, the hat's strong. Fair enough. <laughs> Fair enough.
1: <laughs> Maybe they're wearing the hat right now. Well,
2: um, yeah, that, that mono blue deck but, is really wonderfully interactive.
1: Well, I just felt like after I watched Reed and Autumn play it, I was like, I don't know what this deck is about at all. And I have played it a whole <laughs> bunch on Arena. That's and, the thing. Like, and my win rate's okay with it even, but I just like watched them. I'm like, why didn't you do
3: that? Why didn't you do that there? Why are you doing that?
1: Why are you just saying go? What's
3: happening? Yeah, <laughs> oh, the, right? the lines on that deck... like On the surface, that deck looks like a mono blue blue, aggro-y sort of like... Yeah, like
1: classic tempo, stick an early threat and then protect it. Mm-hmm. And then I just saw Reed like with a handful of good creatures at one point, just like saying go and waiting for, I don't know, his fourth or fifth land draw before he did anything. Yeah. So yeah. that was neat. Yeah, it was a clinic
3: mm-hmm. and great mm-hmm. games. I think it also just like... What really lent uh, the the strength of just that top eight on top of seeing really, really good play is it just showed how cool Standard is slowly becoming, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. Um, you know the i think it's been pretty good for a little while it but. has been but the major shift honestly note the noticeable shift for me has been post m19 mm. um sure. mm-hmm. like that that's where the play design team um i think has has their their efforts are really really shining a little bit we're we're you know we're, we're getting out of things like uh the, the we're out we're out of the kaladesh you know yeah uh, out of the the hour of devastation amonkhet sort of um, style of magic which is energy just like, has rotated energy's yeah. gone and yeah, and yeah. and and now since then uh, you know N nineteen brought in a couple of things I didn't expect to see a Grixis Dragons list come out of that whole thing and it did and it was and it was wild but there there are just so many cool decks that are are, are viable and strong and obviously there are as with every single one top tier contenders on it um, but even even the 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 ones that dominate the format can still be beat by these other decks that that people are bringing in as well as the if you if you watch a mono blue tempo, you know, like the like Reed versus Autumn. It was still like a super fun, you know, thing to watch. It's not the mono red aggro V mono re- red aggro that we've seen in a lot of like uh, top mm-hmm. eights in in the past couple of years. Um not to say that those aren't also interesting, but like the it, it was just really cool. Like I'm 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 super super stoked as a standard player for I, standard right now.
0: I also I like that for example, LSV's deck and this is not a dig on Ravnica Allegiance, but I I actually found it very amusing that his deck had no cards from the latest set. Mm-hmm. His his deck was a standard deck that existed when Guilds of Ravnica was was the was the standard format. He mm-hmm. Got to play has, one Blood Crypt.
1: Hmm? He played a Blood Crypt. Oh, that's true. That he he, he made a Blood Crypt, he but, he played but I think one blood crypt, I think his you're right. other seventy four were legal in December. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah.
0: And I I just I that's. I think that speaks to what you're saying—that this health of the format. That it's like, oh, I actually don't need these cards. I can just build this really cool competitive deck just from this, from from what existed before. Uh, I, I, yeah, I just, I just, I found that very interesting. Also, that deck was super fun to watch. Mm. Mm-hmm.
3: The, yeah, that deck's uh,
0: great. The reanimating all the all the Arc Light Phoenixes. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, Arc Phoenix is a really neat card. Making mm-hmm. splashes in
0: modern as well. But, yeah. Yeah. So definitely check out the Mythic Championship if you haven't. The Mythic Invitational is coming up at PAX East, and we'll—I'll uh, be there, not at the Invitational, but at PAX East. I'm very curious to to check that out and see what the sort of the public can do can see there at the Mythic Invitational. The so the Mythic Championship was very much like a pro tour. You had to do all the same sort of qualifying. The Invitational is all the members of the of the Magic Pro League so it's it's 64 players 32 members of the magic pro league 24 invitees of which autumn happened to already be one which is which is which is entertaining because someone after the mythic championship win someone was like look out they're coming for your million dollars (laughs) and then the eight top ranked players on arena so people are really getting on their and grind it, on hmm. magic
1: arena well at time of filming the the grind has just ended like an hour and a half ago but they haven't released who the top eight is mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and people have their screenshots of like what their rank was displayed as at noon uh, pacific or whatever but we were also told uh like a month ago when this announcement was made or just over a month that uh what your rank says might not be what your rank really is when you yeah. get cut up so everyone's just sweating to find
3: out i, I who, saw, who's in that top eight right yeah, yeah i saw on my timeline like half an hour ago two tweets from two different people yeah. with screenshots of them at, as uh, a number, number one, one yeah number right one, yeah so it's uh i hmm. i've i've heard that it is a little bit of a um it's very stressful sort of yeah <laughs> sort of grind um I'm I'm curious to see if 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 this is the the process that they'll stick with it, to do. Yeah, I saw a tweet of uh,
1: one of the name pros that had only slept for one hour last night. You know, oh, and enough. like as as kind of this week happened, like you know, day of filming is February twenty eighth in the afternoon, and they told us like noon, I think Pacific time is like when the the cutoff is for this these eight invites to go to the Mythic Invitational, and like, yeah, you got to figure a lot of these these challengers. Are like, you know, because if you were top 100 at the beginning of the week, maybe you like rearrange your schedule so that like these last three days or four days or whatever Mm -hmm. it is, you just like glue yourself to your computer. Yeah. Or or maybe there's other strategies that are better. I don't know. Maybe you're just supposed to get in six good hours a day or something. I don't you know, I also read a pretty good article by Jeff Cunningham this week that was talking about his experiences at uh, Grand Prix Vancouver in December and how on the first day he played badly cuz he hadn't like slept well or eaten well or done his morning routine and then the second day like the he played on the Friday at a PTQ and then the day one of the main event he played much better and so yeah it's but it's gotta be stressful yeah. yeah yeah
3: i i mean i'm i'm happy to that that's the thing right now that i'm curious to see what they do with arena and its laddering system in general right. for somebody like me who would i think it'd be neat to, to to be able to go do like the Mythic <laughs> championship or yeah. whatever. Like, right, like I think anybody who plays it would yeah, be stoked to do it. Of course. But like, um for me, I'm just like, I'd like to get to Mythic. Um uh, sure. I'm like almost I'm like platinum one, I think, right now. Nice. Um but as it stands right now, there's no if you if you're not interested in, in that, there's no reason to grind besides going, Hey, look at this. Right? You get so- rewards. Yeah, but I'm. They're curious pretty see, minimal. Yeah, I'm curious mm-hmm. to see what more they do with that. I know this is sort of now set, just sidetracked into a conversation about arena in, uh, well, in, in general. general. I was That's hoping fun. to
1: talk about that today if we have time, but yeah. talking about the path to pro yeah, tour because uh, there's been a big announcement since the last time we had I'm, news. I'm
3: one. curious to see how they sort of expand on on this beyond just being like a keep playing until maybe you get the opportunity to go to these mythic Champions and, uh, championships and stuff. Like what what else do they have to offer to somebody who just wants to Rank up, grind, and stuff like that, and maybe get some kind of cool rewards for for it. Because right now, th- when
0: a season ends, or at least when this preseason ends, the rewards are, and th- this is this is the re- the rewards are separate for constructed and for limited. So, because you're you have two different ranks, it's basically a thousand gold, and a booster pack like per level essentially. So, like if you're at Gold, it's a thousand gold and two packs. If you're at platinum, it's three. If you're at diamond, it's four, and if you're at mythic, it's five. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it's still just a thousand gold and then five yeah. of the eight card boosters, and it's
3: like, uh, okay. okay it's neat that's yeah, i'm not, I'm gonna, not gonna, I'm gonna yeah but like between I'm, the lines I'm, here is it's nothing yeah I'm, I'm not gonna yeah like i mean but for you I'm know not, like, i'm not mad about it yeah, yeah. i'm still like sweet because but like for well, somebody you find like a dollar on the floor you pick it up generally. yeah like that's what and that's what it equates to right <laughs> it's like i'm somebody <laughs> who at this point it is very rare that i open a pack and it doesn't just flip over and say here's 20 gems right yeah. so mm-hmm. it's like that's all that sort of means mm-hmm. <laughs> i guess mm-hmm. and it's like i'm it, it'd be cool Honestly, all you gotta do to reel me in is bring out some cosmetic. Yeah, I'm surprised <laughs> so they aren't giving us yeah. sleeves. Yeah, if you give make us mythic cards. Give us card backs. Uh, sure, yeah. Border things like, uh, I mean, a lot of a lot of these different games will just give like little baby cosmetic things like that. That I'd be like, new hmm. basics. Yeah, they're definitely they're definitely playing around with
0: card backs because the mm. the Christmas Popper event and the recent. Valentine's Day Pauper event both had special card Mm -hmm. backs only during those events, but they're definitely sort of dipping their toe into that realm.
3: Yeah. And you can see them working on it, especially with the rewards for those too, right? Mm -hmm. We're getting the different cosmetic versions of like the different versions of the cards. Those are sweet, yeah. Yeah, you know, like the full art Llanowar Elves, full Gehalta and stuff like that, I yeah. think are really, really neat.
2: Regret not grinding for my Llanowar Elves.
3: I, I got the Llanowar Elves. I didn't get Gehalta. And as somebody who likes to grind with Gruel and Mono Green Stompy, I'm a little peeved at my, yeah, <laughs> myself. Because yeah. I got one. You had to 5 and, 1, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I've got one of the Gehaltas. And there have been times where I'm just like. Maybe I should only want, run one Gahalta <laughs> in this list because they're not all going to be matched. Because you got to mismatch uh, yeah. them with the regular one. Yeah. <laughs> Which also just because we're still on it shout out to autumn for running for, the mismatched basics Yeah, the, 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 the islands playoffs. oh, oh that was God. so good <laughs> they're not the only one who does that. no no, no but, but it, the, yeah it they, was just in the spotlight yeah there was no there was
0: no
1: matching card in that the land in that deck was there no, no. i think oh. i think they had the full set right yeah, <laughs> yeah. Good. it War. was beautiful it, there were many people tilting yeah. out about it I it was pretty great they have so
3: much yeah like
2: the the white bordered lands were also just like
1: so yeah, mm. if you're if you're following and you're casually grinding or you're or you're kind of serious, what they what they did in February was the top eight slots get an inv- only on constructed get an invitation to the Mythic Invitational coming up at PAX East in Boston, mm-hmm. and then in March and April, um, everyone who comes in the top one thousand Mythic of constructed or limited gets a token that invites them to the Mythic Championship qualifier weekend on Arena. So that event will be, like, it's two days long, and it'll have up to 4,000 people, but probably realistically more like 3,200 or something. Because they're only they're only giving these tokens out one per account to anyone who is top 1,000 on either, and lots of people will be top 1,000 top on top both, both, right? right? Um, and then also, there's two months, but... There's probably going to be the same people, obviously, playing magic on both. So it might be as, I mean, it could be less than 2,000 people even. Are even people from both the MPL months. excluded because they're already going to get in? That's a great question. I don't think it's specifically like, answered in the article that announced it. Alexander
0: yeah. Hain. Yeah, he got up to number one. was the the number month, right? one yeah. in Constructed, meaning that he would get invited to the Mythic Invitational, yeah. except he's already going because he's in the MPL. They so haven't
1: of. said if they'll pass it down to ninth or something. They better. Oh, they'd, yeah, exactly. I'd Who would be so else mad? Is going? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if I was number nine, and you don't get to go. was number one and I don't get to go. I'd be so mad. I don't think Hane was still number one. Well, maybe he is, but. Maybe he was. Anyway. um, So so that's what's happening in the next two months. And then foreseeably, there will be three. So there's going to be three Arena Mythic Championships this year. And maybe there's just enough time left that each one will have a two month qualifying season. Hmm but that is the other like reward they've promised besides the five packs mm-hmm. just the chance to get to play on this massive PTQ that has 16 invites i think it's like on those weekends it's the whole top 16 Oh, that's of... not bad yeah it's something i mean it still breaks down the chance to connect well, to there's still like a big PTQ because they're still... still
0: running they're still running the the magic online events right yeah those two. well those are like separate mocks. right
1: so the magic online mocks can can qualify you for I mean, I just reread the article, but maybe I missed it. I think Mox can just qualify you for a paper, mm-hmm. um, pro tour, like Mythic Championship, right. which, of which there will be three more this year, right? Mm-hmm. And but the Magic Arena is going to have its own championships too, right? So that's how they've changed. The other thing about Path to Pro Tour that's changed that I really noticed as like kind of a serious grinder this year is that they uh, they ended PPTQs at the beginning of the year, which I glossed over, I think everyone kind of glossed over, means like that there's a whole, because it's just going back to regular PTQs that qualify you for the next season, there's a a season in the middle that we're almost out of now, that the first quarter of 2019 just has nothing going on. And I was partly blaming that on, like I thought there was gonna be something happening right at the end of March or something, um, because there would need to be PTQs and they just haven't announced how you're getting to the next Pro Tour if you're if you're grinding you try and qualify but actually it's like no they're just this is when the ppqs would be happening for a season that doesn't need any ppqs mm. so it's like this season hasn't had much for you if you're looking for like a local or regional event anywhere in the world but next season will start to and then they should start to have 150 ptqs around the world like for each season which still isn't much you're gonna have to travel more than okay. you did before mm. yeah
0: All right, one more thing before, sorry, Ben, before we finally (laughs) get into that.
3: I think we we, we specified that this is going to be a jam-packed episode. We've got so much to talk about. So
0: it's now 2.22. Mm -hmm. So I have just enough Mm -hmm. information to talk Mm -hmm. about Mm -hmm. Modern Horizons having now been announced. So Modern Horizons, it's a new set. It's being released on June 14th. And as suspected by people with, when the name Modern Horizons was spoiled this morning, it is going to skip standard completely and go straight into modern legality, mm-hmm. which is people have, people have kind of wanted this to happen mm-hmm. for a while. And so, of course, if it's, in, if it's legal and modern, it should obviously be also legal in legacy and vintage, unless certain things get banned. Right. Yeah. It features both reprints and new cards. That's wild. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And the reprints are also new to modern. Oh. Cool. Oh. Yeah.
1: So we could see Flusterstorm in modern.
0: So there's no reprints of cards that are already in modern. Yeah. Right.
1: Baleful Strix is coming to modern. Ooh. Right. Uh-huh. That could be
0: cool. And it's going to be sold. It's going to be sold in boosters and is designed to be
1: drafted. Him to Turak oh. is coming to modern. Good. The well, draft. The draft just part kidding. is
3: key. Yeah.
0: Yeah, Ritual is okay. coming. There's modern. going to be a pre-release weekend on June 8th and 9th. There will be a buy a box promo. It will also be a new to modern reprint and it'll be released in paper and on Magic Online and boosters will be $7 on Magic Online and it is not currently slated to come to Arena.
1: So, mm. boosters will be $7 on Magic Online, mm-hmm. but there's no MSRP. There's no MSRP because for retail Just anymore. last week, they canceled MSRP. Right, I forgot about that. We but if a pack them. is seven dollars on Magic Online, it's usually fifteen dollars on paper. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, yeah. so like how much was Eternal? Ma- yeah. Like, yeah. what did what did Eternal Masters cost on Magic Online? I mm-hmm. I don't know. I haven't actually played Magic Online in a while. But a mag- like a normal pack on Magic Online is like three fifty or four dollars. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So that's a premium price pack.
0: They haven't well, as they... of yet announced any, I assume as part of this announcement, they will spoil a card, mm-hmm. right. but th- if they are going to, that hasn't happened
1: yet. Hmm. And the, sorry, the release date's once again, it's June or it's July.
0: I'm sorry. They just previewed a card. Oh, oh, uh,
1: oh. Was, sorry. What was your question, Nelson? Oh, just when the release date was. It's June 14th. June 14th. Cool. Oh,
2: that's right before my birthday. Nice.
3: Happy birthday. I, I, can't. I got a sweet present for you. I yeah. can't wait
0: to see what Alex makes of this of this card. Okay. Cabal Therapist. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. I'm listening. It's a rare, single black mana, creature, horror, 1-1, Menace. At the beginning of your pre-combat main phase, you may sacrifice a creature. When you do, choose a non-land card name, then target player reveals their hand and discards all cards with that name.
1: Sounds pretty sweet. Sounds, sounds awesome. Sounds great for Highlander. Oh, there. That, uh, so, so there's oh, there's so Cabal that's therapy. therapy. It's a spell it can cast. The flashback. Yeah. It can yeah.
0: cast the flashback. Yeah. We right? don't. I don't. I don't have a card image for it yet. But it was. It was just announced. Nothing in feels game.
3: as good as getting the Soul Read with Cabal Therapy. <laughs> there's nothing in this game if they're gonna do a cycle then like this that is spells like iconic spells oh. stapled to a creature type. Yeah. yeah like maybe the uh, mega mag- Yeah. The mega cycles. Yeah. yeah. Right.
1: Maybe we'll have a two mana one one that. Sacrifices to give you three black mana. Do mm. you mean Blood Pet? Well, Blood Pet <laughs> no, is a one yeah. black mana, one one. The sacrifice to give you one black mana, mm-hmm. right? So that along the lines of Cabal Therapist, you're, right, you're yes. getting the powerful effects of Legacy, but they're slowed down a bit
0: by somehow, right? You right know, like yes. this is
1: a one one, kind of one hey, Paul, one. Paul, if you want to check out. Then needs to sacrifice a creature.
0: If you want to check out Mythic Spoiler, it's probably up there because I'm seeing it on I'm seeing it pop up on Twitter. I just have no way of sending it to you. Mm-hmm. And and it's yeah, yeah it, we will find mana drainer.
2: <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> what other what
1: hey that's we, already a card. It's
0: only six mana. <laughs> yeah. what, what other card names can we turn into? <laughs> the spells can we turn into creatures?
1: Cabal Therapist like is Dark Ritual like like Lightning Bolter. Well, that's a yeah, modern, modern kids. Kids. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs>
2: Healing ma- Self.
0: Selv- Salveon,
1: new ancestral recaller. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what we want. Yeah, yeah. New,
0: new magic card and and new Pokemon from
3: Sword and Shield. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we're putting them together. <laughs> lightning, Bolteon.
0: lightning, Boltion. <laughs> I love it.
3: That sounds sweet, though. I'm 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 pumped for this. Like, I'm not a modern paper player or anything like that, but I do play a couple of Eternal formats. Mm-hmm. So have that's they, exciting.
1: Have they told us yet? I wonder
3: how the how the
1: packs will be packaged. Will they be in boxes of 36 packs? Well, will there be a foil in every pack? I don't have that information. I had a conversation with a friend of mine last night just after the draft that we had a YJ. It was like, what do you think they're going to do instead of a master set? And he just said, a master set. <laughs> and mm-hmm. like the, the packaging and whether there's a foil in every pack kind of... Wow, that, guy that looks gross. Does look pretty gross. That's oh, a-
2: he's like crawling through the artwork of x Nilo.
1: Mm. And
3: he has a cyst for a head. Yeah. Also, I, little thing. I actually really really dig on the uh, the set symbol. Set symbol school. It looks Ooh. really neat. Yeah. It, it's very similar to like the the last like Modern Masters uh, sort of symbol. By right the
0: way. way, this is a big set. This is a full size two hundred fifty four yeah, cards. two wow. hundred fifty four cards. Yeah. The card numbers. Okay. This is gonna. I I have to assume this is gonna shake up Modern in some way. If it's a, if it's only reprints that are new to Modern and. Well, I mean, And new cards legal in modern sounds like
1: it's going to have modern turned on its head. Yeah, wow. I mean, maybe we'll be seeing. Can you make
2: fixed versions of cards that they've had to ban in modern that have put some decks out? Like, would we be would we be able to see a fixed version of something like uh, uh, um, um, Twin? Right. Well, I mean, can you fix those cards? That was kind of
3: the the thing, right? Was like I think that that sort of harkens a little bit to. When they were waffling on banning uh, Felidar Guardian and Sahelian Standard, because mm-hmm. it it skipped a banhammer once, and a lot of people were like, I think questioning like, you know, why is Twin fine in Standard but not in Modern? Right. And and then eventually they were like, uh, yeah, no wait, we'll ban that. <laughs> and they they ended up doing it, and I don't know. It's 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 it. It's a really powerful effect that I don't know how you state. You you don't yeah, make it suck because it's like, for example, Vanifar. I got to tell you this, by the way. Mm-hmm. Whoa! Okay, a, Whoa. What, Sarah? The, it's gonna be a planeswalker.
0: Sarah the Benevolent. This, sorry, we're 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 live reacting to this as it's being announced. Turns out right that's now. what our podcast is this week—just us <laughs> live reacting to last
1: Thursday's announcement. First
0: so. of all, most importantly, Magali Villeneuve. very nice. Mm. Sorry. Secondly, Sarah the Benevolent is a planeswalker. Two white white for a four loyalty planeswalker. Plus two. Creatures you control with flying get plus one plus one till end of turn. Sure. Minus three. Make a Sarah angel. Just make a four four angel token with flying vigilance. Minus six. You get an emblem with if you control a creature. If you control a creature. Damage that would reduce your life total to less than one reduces it to one instead.
2: That is so. She
3: she gets to her ultimate after one uptick. Mm, I can't it.
2: even remember the name of the Planeswalker that this is just a better version of.
1: There's <laughs> uh, a bunch of them. Theros. A Johnny? Yeah, no. Elspeth. Elspeth? Elspeth? Yeah. yeah. Well, which well, Elspeth, then, Elspeth do you think this is better than? Well, oh, the, I mean, the
3: jumpy one. Yeah. Is that what you're
1: thinking of? Well, I mean, like, not literally, but... Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's, yeah. it's similar. It's got the same mana cost, right? And it pumps creatures and makes creatures and then gives you an emblem that helps you win the mm-hmm. game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is, like, a bunch more raw power than Elspeth Knight Errant. Mm-hmm. Also originally from Shards of Alara, but she died on Theros, so that she's very yes. connected to Theros. Mm-hmm. Well, A- actually, we don't. Elspeth doesn't know where she's originally from. Oh, really? Okay. Well, I just mean she was first printed on Shards of Alara. Not that she's from Shards of Alara, but that was. Or does she think she's from Theros?
2: She knows that she was from someplace that was devastated by the Phyrexians. Oh, neat. Mm-hmm. On tracks. Yeah.
0: So I don't think any. I don't think we know currently. But okay. Holy Sweet. moly! Sarah is a
1: planeswalker. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's cool. That's pretty rad. Fans have been asking for it for decades, right? Mm-hmm. Well, Dang. No. looks powerful. <laughs> yeah, you can have it. De- there's been decades of Magic. <laughs> well, there have been decades of planeswalkers though. Mm-hmm. That's true. Yeah, Where, that's when true. do we get a Sarah card? Though I think it has been right, right, yeah. right. And then Make finally Sarah we get card one. one. So here we go. Make wow. Sarah, card. Make Sarah, card. Make Sarah card, card, you cowards!
2: Yeah. I'm waiting for my Yagma.
1: Okay, this <laughs> card looks good. So both these cards we've seen, um, I think, are. Playable and modern, for sure. <laughs> like, the, yeah. this does shake up modern a bit al- already. Mm-hmm. I'm really curious assume, what the reprints are going to be.
0: I have to assume that's going to be their, like, marquee one that they're going to spoil. So I'm going to stop looking at the thread for now. Mm-hmm. Right. And we'll, we can check back in before the end of the stream. Yeah. But this is... This big this is very exciting. Al- already,
1: I th- yeah, I think this set's going to do a good job of selling packs. And mm-hmm. it's going to probably do a good job of getting people to try stuff. And I'm really curious to see if it's going to do a good job of changing the archetypes around or if it's just gonna kind of be like these cards come out and they're cool and then like a lot of sets it's like okay so one of these cards goes into burn and one of them goes into tron and you know i'd love and the decks are kind of the same yeah
3: i'd love to see see. this set somehow maybe break down a little bit of the barrier to modern i don't know if it's going like the entry fee barrier a
1: little bit the entry fee well the packs are seven bucks on moto (laughs) i could
2: absolutely see like these cards not only like a couple going into existing
1: decks, but generating new decks that yeah. are hopefully, that hopefully have a lower barrier to entry. Yeah, sure. That, yeah. yeah, I think that would be a great goal for them to be striving towards, and I hope they achieve it. That'd mm-hmm. be awesome. There's going to be a Pro Tour in London, uh, Mythic Champion, sorry, Ch- Championship, sorry, that's on the weekend of the release of War of the Spark. Oh, right. Mm-hmm. And they're going to play three rounds of draft of War of the Spark. On on day one and day two, and then on day one and day two, follow it up with five rounds of Modern without War of the Spark. And I think while they do all of this, in all of the rounds, they're going to be testing out a new mulligan. Where instead of going down to six, you stay at seven, but you will have to put one card on the bottom. And then to five, where instead of going to five, you go to seven. Yes, You you draw seven. If your
0: seven is terrible, then you draw another seven. Yeah. And you can say that you want to keep that, but then you have to put one of the cards away, and or or you draw another seven, and then you have to put two of them away. and so, so and you so. still only end up with seven, six, five, four cards, but you get more selection.
2: Yeah, I mean, right. I, 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 I'm happy to see them experimenting with new ways of trying to eliminate the non-games. Yeah. yeah. Right. Like it the sounds feels bad.
1: Uh, Mulling to four in PTs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the right. unwatchable games that are also they're also the same games that gives you the give you the most frustration as a player, right? Mm-hmm. Where you're just like, well, this wasn't a game, but
0: yep, I'll yeah. be, I would. If they go ahead with it, I'd be
1: sad to lose the Vancouver Mulligan. Of course, but of course. The London yeah. Mulligan is also sounds good. It, it looks interesting. It, it's also interesting.
0: Yeah. Some people were saying that
2: I got confused. I thought they... they were
1: starting it sooner. I thought it was going to be the Cleveland Mulligan. Oh. God, mm. no. yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: Maybe maybe they maybe they changed it just to avoid the. Cleveland <laughs> yeah. Maybe mulligan. they're like we were going to do this this weekend, but, but we can't have the Cleveland. you it a gross, gross name Cleveland and mulligan. you broke it. Sorry. Yeah, exactly. Apparently,
0: this is something that they experimented with a while ago and decided that it didn't work, and then experimented right. a whole bunch again internally and just dis- and uh, evidently decided that it it does in fact. Act, have have legs, but they're testing it at this event as well. So I like
1: that they're going to test it in modern. That's going to be a weird event.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I mean,
2: like I remember when the Vo- Vancouver Mulligan came along, and people were like, "Well, this is just going to make Delver
3: way too powerful in formats right. where you can play Delver." And it didn't. And that didn't at all. Didn't because yeah. it right. turns out when you scry that land to the bottom, and then you get your Delver out, and the next turn you draw, you reveal a land. <laughs> yeah, it's still the same. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. We'll check back in to see if there's more
0: modern horizons news at the end but mm-hmm. ben yeah so people ask us and you often mm-hmm. about sort of what your process is for brewing these commander decks that you bring in for for yourself and others to play more commonly yeah. on the friday night paper fight and in the absence of bringing in your entire collection, collection that yeah. you build from you have brought a deck that you built for this? Yeah. Okay. So you, we were like, hey, we want to do an episode of Tap Tip where you talk about building a commander deck. And you were like, cool, I'm going to build a commander deck. Yeah. <laughs> so how many, if any, commander decks do you maintain
3: assembled? Zero. So you're always making new stuff? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Brewing is probably my favorite part of of magic. Mm-hmm. I'm not, by by any stretch of the imagination, like a brewing savant Mm. or like i i i I don't have the ability to look at like you know a set coming out and be like this is what deck i'm gonna make or whatever i just get like vague ideas and then i start putting cards together
0: so if we were to say this is this is not like a teaser for a thing that's going to happen, but this is a hypothetical. So it's like, hey, we want to do a Friday night paper fight this Friday. All four of us who are currently on the podcast are going to play. And the, the other three of us don't have commander decks, nor the time to make ones. Ben, can you make four commander decks? Mm-hmm. What 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 are you going to do first?
3: So I have a step-by-step system. Awesome. A little bit. Um, so first thing that I'll usually do is, uh, in, if we're just talking about specifically in these instances, um, and people can extrapolate, I guess if they want from how to take that into their own setting. But uh, I'll, I'll ask like, what colors would you guys like to play? Do you have a theme? Do you have anything like that? And nine times out of ten, someone uh, people will say, "I don't know," but red's pretty cool. Yeah. So, so then I'll 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 start the process, which which begins with me starting with gold cards and and moving through the rest of the colors, uh, taking out any sort of uh, uh, legendary creatures mm-hmm. that uh, spike my interest right. in that. Um, and I'll just like start pulling out ones that seem like they might have a fun idea, or um, things maybe that are a little bit straightforward based on maybe a criteria that, that I was given. Um, and this and, is this is from your your collection, my collection, rather yeah. than just the the breadth of magic. yeah. Gather because or, uh, yeah. a lot of the times we'll we'll like I mean we do a monthly meeting and, and we figure out things in advance, but I'm. I, it is not a feasible thing for me to to buy new cards every time we want to do something no, So a lot of the times these are not the ideal versions of the deck that i could probably make but mm-hmm. they um are fun decks that are comp, that are com- competitive uh from like the collection and and definitely like i've eventually just invested in cards that are important to the format and my collection has grown from that um but yeah, a lot of the times I'm just going to build it from my collection. Mm-hmm. So uh, as an example, I brought a bunch of other cards and stuff like that. But three three thing, three thing, cards that um, would, would pique my interest in something. Right. Uh, and a great example of this, because this is actually one that Kathleen ran mm. on a Friday Night Paper Fight, is a Sidisi Brood Tyrant. Mm. Mm. Um, and Sidisi is really neat because she has... Um, For for those of you guys who don't know, I I should probably talk about her. Uh, Sidisi is a 3-3 for 1 and Sultai, uh, which is uh, green, blue, black. And uh, when she enters the battlefield, put the top three cards of your library into your graveyard. Whenever one or more creature cards are put into your graveyard from your library, put a black zombie creature token on your battlefield. Nice. Uh, um, so right away, that's a cool effect. And a lot of people, when when I look at this card, I, I look at it going in a couple of directions. Mm-hmm. I think the one straight away that you'll identify as Sultai and is great for uh, zombies. Yeah. Um, this and she makes zombies. And that's a really, really cool effect. And zombies can be played out of the graveyard and it's, it just all synergizes really well together. Mm-hmm. When I saw this card, um, going through my collection when I was building for that, I went, you know what would be cool? An entire deck that plays out of your graveyard. Not mm. Dredge, specifically, mm-hmm. but cards that are nothing but you can play this card from your graveyard in some way. Ooh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I like right? that. So it so has... like Unearth and Flashback. And... Flashback, okay. yeah. 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 Right. Um, retrace, like all these kind of effects. And so I built for Kathleen a deck that self-mills, uh, and you build everything out of your out of your graveyard. And I try and do uh, things that are. Um, it, it's fun. It's fun to build probably the best deck that this could be, right? Right. Uh, mm-hmm. Which would probably be the zombie build. Honestly, right. like it's a right. great. She's a great zombie commander. But um, you can you can still make them very competitive. Like I, I think this deck ran like Snapcasters and, and stuff like that. Not all cards that are just there, but it also had reanimation and stuff in there. You could bring back some big spoopy Eldrazi or something like that. I didn't there. see the stream. Did she get rest and pieced? Uh, no, no, nice. yeah, well, because I'd, I also I'd balance imagine, them yeah, to make sure. Yeah. 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 I,
2: I was I was going to ask, when you find yourself in the position of making all four decks for the stream, Sidisi, notoriously, uh, even in her own limited environment, you could draft Sidisi, and then, you know, game one, you face somebody who draft Anafenza, and you're like,
3: <laughs> yeah, okay. GG. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I, I try and balance everyone's around mm-hmm. one another. Mm. Um, and then eventually, sometimes you just find, like, Kathleen eventually found <laughs> that, um, I had uh, Worm Harvest in Ooh. the deck, which yeah, is a right. very very fun card, um, and she slowly discovered that it was actually just with the amount of uh, creatures and stuff that she had in there. Worm Harvest, of course, being uh, for two, uh, and then split mana of Golgari three times. Uh, sorcery, create a one-one black green black and green worm creature from token for each land in your graveyard with retrace. Um, there was a lot of lands in her graveyard, and uh, from like dredging and stuff, and. It just made more, more sense for her to retrace this every single turn. Mm-hmm. And she had like 56 worms or something like that. Um, so, yeah, that that's an example of me going through, looking at a card and being like, this would be fun. Mm-hmm. And that was, I guess, to, to sort of come off a little bit um, is is the the first thought that sort of come comes to me is what's the competitive level? Because Commander is one of those formats that, in my opinion, is one of the most... I get, I guess not... It, it has a diverse range of opinions on what is Commander. Yeah. Mm-hmm. People people have opinions on what is fun. That, that's the thing, is because Commander is meant to be fun, but fun is different to a lot of people. I think a lot of people have experienced somebody turn to storming off in Commander. Yeah. yeah. And to the person piloting it, that's fun. Mm-hmm. To the people who are against it, maybe it's not, or maybe it is. Maybe you like to... Maybe that's the competitive style format that you want to play. Well, From, Ga- Games Workshop had that problem. Forever with Warhammer 40K, where they're right. like,
2: it's a casual game to enjoy with your friends. What just, just do the um, build fun casual list, and people are like, I find eight wolf guards in Terminator armor, uh, fun mm-hmm. as as a two thousand point list. Yeah, right. Uh, and, yeah,
3: and and that's the thing. So it's it's always it's it's always a, a toss up. But what I try and do, especially when I'm making decks for this, is mix the competitive aspect with the uh, with fun. You know, mm-hmm. worm, that worm harvest cycle very very strong Kathleen mm. had us on the ropes the entire game but that's not the most busted thing you could do no right you know like it's it, it's uh, she's not ad nauseing ad set yeah. <laughs> of this deck or something like that right it's it's strong but still beatable she gets mm. just you you know, like you can, you can, you can get around this. They are one ones. They died a hurly burly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. hurly burly. Wow. Mm.
0: Um, so yeah, so that's S- so you start with talking to people about if they do have anything in mind. Generally not, and then sort of colors that interest them. Mm-hmm. You go looking for commanders in that color, and then you're just trying to build. You're like, what can I do with this commander? And yeah. maybe it's the obvious thing, and maybe it's not.
3: Yeah. So I I um, I. Sp- Basically, I guess it's like five different categories for the cards that I'm grabbing. Mm-hmm. Uh, starting with one is the commander staples. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so like, you know, regardless of people's opinion on it, if you've got it, you should be running Sensei's Divining Top in every commander deck oh. you play. I know, I know how that's how it is. And you can choose not to. I just to.
0: know there's going to be comments that are going to like timestamp this moment of the episode and be like, this is when I stop listening to Ben. <laughs> I just know that's going to happen. It,
3: so, and, and that's the thing. That this this is where you decide the, the level of competition. Right. Mm-hmm. Right? Sensei's Divining Top is a very strong card, and I, I know for a fact Josh Lee Kwai would back me up. Oh this. he probably would. That's <laughs> well, because he's also a monster. Yeah. But this is a card that can go into every commander deck. And if yeah. let's say hypothetically you're not, there's also the card the, the great uh breaker of like Soul Ring, right? Like mm-hmm. Soul Ring goes in every commander deck. And
1: it's way more powerful than top.
3: Yeah. But but top's the one that people have opinions. <laughs> it's because it slows the game. Down. It does, yeah. right? If so, you don't like listening to your friends
1: say, "Okay, I'll just top in response." Why are you friends with them?
3: <laughs> yeah. Um, another great example of cards that every should go in every commander deck is Lightning Greaves. Mm-hmm. Lightning mm-hmm. Greaves commander staple needs to needs to go into it just because you want to protect your commander. Right. Um, because I, a lot of if you if you're not protecting your commander, why are you playing commander? <laughs> I, I often forget to cast. them. Yeah, I, well, that's the thing, right? I guess that that that's where it goes. So, like, I'm
0: like, oh yeah, I have a creature I can just cast at any point. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I guess I should do that once ever.
3: Yeah. So that's the staple of of those are the staple cards that I will usually grab out first. I'm like, now I'm you don't generally
0: me. don't put top in the decks
3: that we, you build for Friday Night Paper Fight.
0: No, because, because as I mentioned, it slows down the game. Yeah, because
3: you also, I guess, I also have to consider what is what is going to make a good streaming experience to. Mm-hmm. Um, tops in this deck, though, because for those of you guys who don't know, I guess let's just... I had a bunch of other ones we talk about, but for the sake of brevity, because it's been a long podcast, let's just get right into uh, the deck that we're talking about.
0: Felden of the Third
3: Path. Felden of the Third hmm. Path. So I built this deck because Reanimator is one of my favorite archetypes in Magic. Mm-hmm. Um, and Felden is kind of like Reanimator, but not really. Hmm. Um, so Felden is a 2-3 for one uh, red-red legendary creature, Human Artificer, artificer. Uh, and for two and a red and tap, you put a token onto the battlefield that's a copy of target creature card in your graveyard, except it's an artifact in addition to its other types, it gains haste, and you sack it at the beginning of the next end step. So this card, the deck is basically going to revolve around putting things in your bin, like a reanimator deck, bringing those creatures back at instant speed, or back without having to pay their absurd mana cost um and getting some sort of benefit out of them and so it, not necessarily you know bringing out something immensely scary even though there are those cards in this deck but it also uh, relies it, it's focusing on cards that have entered the battlefield mm-hmm. triggers and death triggers mm-hmm. so worm coil engine okay. worm coil engine is absolutely in here so I like, hmm? oh sorry no no, no go, yeah go, go for it
2: uh Sundering Titan or is that banned? In- Sundering
3: Titan is banned in Commander. Correctly. Yes. Okay. Good. Yes. I'm glad. Okay.
0: Yes. The, yeah The Commander Rules Committee has at least made that call on what is
3: or is not fun. Yeah. Mm. So Worm Coil Engine is an example of a card that is good when you reanimate because it, it gets haste. You're going to probably gain six life, mm-hmm. um, and also it this this fits into the category of creatures dying mm-hmm. um, and having some effect on the board because now you get worms that stay. Um, so the next category basically after you have um, the, the staples are cards that would be good. Just good in the deck. Mm-hmm. Uh, Wormcoil Engine is an example of that. Um, I have like, like I said big scary things, Pathrazer of Ulamog, which is like the example of the big scary thing. It's a nine nine with Annihilator three and can only be blocked by three or more creatures. Are you my wife? <laughs> <laughs> and right, yeah, and so that—that's an example of just a big burly creature. It doesn't necessarily have an ETB effect. It's just strong. Mm. Um, one spicy one that—that's a lot of fun. Combat Celebrant, which also has uh, like combo sort of things, oh. where it's yeah. Uh, you,
0: if you're gonna sack it anyway, you don't care if you exert it. No,
3: no, mm-hmm. and so you get uh, extra uh, uh, extra combat phases where you can swing in with other things and stuff like that. Right, right, right. So I got
0: got to ask in this deck specifically, this is not like a broad your building philosophy question, Mm -hmm. this is just for this deck. Beyond Felden, Mm -hmm. what sort of like... Red reanimation is there, or or does this like, rely a lot on Felden?
3: Felden is a main is a main part of it. Um, but there are specific cards in there. Uh, oh my gosh, there it is. Yeah, Make sure Wilder? to grab it. Uh, goblin, yeah, Goblin Welder mm-hmm. is is a great one of it. So, um, uh, Paul can probably yeah, Goblin Welder, uh, where you choose target artifact a player controls and target artifact uh, in the graveyard, and you swap them. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you can swap your soul ring into a uh, for an, uh, into a whirlpool engine, yeah. right? Right, that's in your bin. Or um, and if
0: you happen to have Goblin Welder out, when you have something reanimated by Felden, you can sacrifice the artifact creature you've made with Felden and turn it into an actual artifact ar- that will that stick stays around permanently. Yeah. Right?
3: Yeah. Um, there's also things like Trash for Treasure. This is obviously a very artifact-heavy deck. Uh, but Trash for treasure is two and a red uh, sorcery as an additional cost. Sack an artifact. Return target artifact uh, from your graveyard to the battlefield. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, it's like a
0: it's like a red tinker. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, so it's, well, it's got to be in your bin already.
3: But or I another mean, Goblin Weller activation. Yeah, yeah, I guess mm-hmm. yeah. So that that's kind of the aspect of it. Um, there are also just like fun cards like Anger. Which, are, which you're going to put in your bin anyway, um, that, uh, that that it, it just gives everything. And as long as you have you know, a mountain, creatures you control have haste.
0: I was going to say, I was going to make a comment on the art for anger, but Paul's got the previous uh, or a, a more recent version of the art. Yeah. That, he looks like a furious baby. <laughs>
3: yeah. A little angry baby. I had to run that one. He's just, um, his diaper burned off and he's yeah. mad, mad about it. Yeah, so those are examples of cards that are like, this works with exactly what I'm doing. Then I go with the cards that would just be kind of fun and interesting. Um, so it's cards like Hoarding Dragon. Um, hoarding mm. Dragon is effectively in this deck kind of like a tutor mm. in a way, because you can bin Hoarding Dragon and then reanimate it, and you get to go search your library for any artifact card, exile it underneath it, and then at the end of your turn, you're sacking it with uh with Felden, mm. and that artifact goes into your hand. Mm. Right? So it's like it's a weird Spicy. Yeah, it's a weird sort of tutory effect that you can run. That's not the best. Like gamble is in this deck, mm-hmm. right? You're right. But it's fun and it's right. interesting, right? Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. But Ben. Yeah, He said, looking at the card that was on top of your deck there, how are you discarding
3: cards? Well, Graham, I'm so glad you asked. (laughs) I have a lot of wheel effects in this deck. I was going to ask. Yeah, Yeah. so uh, in this case, we're talking about Reforge the Soul, uh, which is... Because you don't have an actual Wheel of Fortune. I don't have a Wheel of Fortune, but if you have a Wheel of Fortune, put it in this deck. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, all right. I do have Megas of the Wheel in here. Okay, cool. Um, but uh but yeah, Reforge the Soul, miracle cost is one in a red, and each player discards their hand and draws seven cards. There's also just uh, easier effects to run as well, like uh cathartic reunions in this, Wild Guess <laughs> is in this deck. Hmm. Um cards that are gonna help you bin. There's also lands like um uh Gairich Sanitarium. Oh, okay. oh yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um which which lets everybody Ramage in there like Obviously, I would replace that with, like, a Bazaar of oh, yeah, Baghdad. Right, yeah. that, that would be a better example, honestly, of a card yeah. to run in that. But, um, again, building from, from what I have. So those are those are the kind of effects. And that's and that's, in, yeah, Faithless Lootings in here, too. Um, would, those, you, would you run Goblin Lore? I, you could consider it. I mean, the random aspect mm-hmm. I noticed in the times that I... I, I, I sorry, I, I had this deck brewed um, for when we had our, our vacation.
1: Oh, and my. I tested
3: it out a little bit there. And it was not overpowering, which was really good, because I had built Vanifar prior to that, and she is very strong. Real, real good. <laughs> really strong. Turns out having a pod as your commander is really good. but <laughs> um, It's a pod that blocks. But yeah, this it, it's just kind of a fun, goofy thing. So then we move into the pet cards that you want to run that might not necessarily be good, but will be great on strength. Oh my god. And you better believe... You, I got Tibalt in this deck.
0: You're running little Tibbers. I'm running
3: Tibalt in hey, this he's deck. Doing hey, you asked his best. about Goblin Lore. Yeah. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> because this is a card that does what I want it to do, but it's you're not the best. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. but no he's one's, fun. No, no
0: one's gonna go out of their way to kill Tibble. Exactly. Yeah, he's, people he's are gonna, gonna be like, card like, that you resolve no, that's really? not gonna be intimidating. Tybalt? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow.
3: Uh, so yeah, so like you, you get to do the draw and discard a card at random. Nine times out of ten, the cards that I have in my hand, I want to go in the bin anyways. Mm-hmm. Kind of feels like a hollow one deck a little bit wow. in those ways. Mm. And and that's kind of what I use him for, and I have ulted him before, and t- turns out that effect is actually pretty strong in Commander. <laughs> the ultimate is... By the way, if you're not familiar with
0: Tybalt, Tybalt. the fiend-blooded, red red for a two-loyalty planeswalker, oft maligned. Plus one, draw a card, discard a card at random. Minus four, deals damage equal to the number of cards and target players hand to that player. Fun if your opponent has, like, Reliquary Tower or something. Minus six, gain control of all creatures... Until end of turn, untap them,
3: they gain haste. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> He's goofy. So, yeah, those are those are kind of like the pet cards that, mm. that go into it. Um, and I said five, but it was really more like four. But those are the categories that I sort of put um, cards into it. I mean, I guess the last one that I would put is cards that can interact with your opponents because this is all kind of stuff that you sort of do on your own. Right. But when it comes to streaming, it's cards that I can use to interact that we can use to interact with your opponent, but not stop them from getting to do what their deck sort of wants to do. Right. Necessarily, like you definitely want to stop somebody's game plan. I think a lot of the time, mm-hmm. um, but you don't. I, I put an example of this on Twitter the other day when we did our our, uh, our Ravnica guilds yeah. fight. Um I played. I played. Is it. Yeah, and it was a very counter Bernie style deck, mm-hmm. and I didn't. I felt the most scummy when I countered your commander. Yeah, mm. that because really? like I always assumed that countering the commander was a bad play because they can recast it. Yeah. Right? yeah, it's like memory lapse. It's always memory lapse. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. But I guess it depends on what on what they're you know because it's like for for me if somebody had countered Melek, who was a six mana planeswalker, mm. paying eight mana next time honks <laughs> right, right? Yeah. and 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 in those instances the first the first time melek died i didn't cast him again <laughs> yeah I was like this right. is just i do so many other things for all this man i would spend on you mm-hmm. and so it's like i guess i guess the 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 main thing that comes to me with commander is i want everybody to be able to do what their decks want to do not completely steamroll over with no interaction no but I, I everybody should be able to experience what the deck has to offer that mm-hmm. they've brought to the table. And I feel like whenever we do do those, that everyone's deck does a thing. At some point in a lot of our streams, everybody becomes the archenemy, the scary yeah. person. Yeah. At some point. Right? And and I think that's what a commander game is. It's it, it, I can
0: it, definitely see that it's like, you know, I everyone spells are powerful spells need to be countered and, you know it's like I, I cast this thing that's gonna mess up a bunch of stuff like well okay i gotta counter that i get it but i i can definitely see the the you know it's like i counter your commander ah so it's war then yeah <laughs> you know right it's yeah like, like i could definitely see how that that would uh
3: that would feel punitive mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah so i guess to 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 sort of summarize because we sort of went through it all really kind of quickly uh, the process that I do for building commander is first um, go through find some, find an idea that you have that you think would be interesting and and analyze from that idea what sort of play style you're looking to have are you trying to build the competitive deck that is going to you're gonna take to uh you know a mythic championship and of commander and, uh, format yeah well like mm-hmm. is there, are they still called mythic championships and then you do side events? because they do like commander and stuff like that at, at GPS it's yeah.
2: is I, I'd heard they were going to do the Mythic Championship at Magic Fest. Okay, right. so it's Magic Fest. Yeah, so Magic you, Fest right. is so, the new name for the
3: whole yeah. Week. So if you take yeah. if you're going to the Commander events at a, at a okay. Mythic, where yeah, there's at a Magic them. Fest. Yeah, yeah, at a Magic yeah. Fest. Those are actually a Commander tournament. They yeah, they, and those are the ones where you're going to run into the beer. or are you just looking on a Friday night to mm. to hang out and, and play with your friends and, it, and and still be friends afterwards. Exactly, yeah. and it's all about figuring out you know there are play groups that have that I've talked to uh, that are like yeah we just don't use soul ring in mm-hmm. in our in our group it's not banned yeah, we have but we just decided not to and you're like mm-hmm. cool that's that's an example of finding the niche so once you've done that find the card that you think would be great uh that would fit into that and then take the cards that are commander staples there are mm-hmm. a lot of people that talk about commander staples yep. look at those take the cards that are going to be great and synergize with it take the cards that are going to be okay and and do something neat and then take the cards that are just fun yeah that 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 you would like to see Live a because that's Cause give
0: yourself a chance to have some fun times yeah, yeah cause cause give
3: at, yourself a gift yeah. at the end of the day yeah. it's i know that that the, the, there are people that take commander very seriously and this isn't in any way to belittle that kind of thing it's but it's a it's it's just supposed to be a fun goofy form. Mm-hmm. i think at times <laughs> and like that's that's how I've always I've always looked at it. I assume brief aside. I assume in a non
0: colored commander deck that command tower would be in your staples as well. Yes, command, command.
3: tower. Yeah, um, and there are even like this deck runs command sphere, which is mm. it's it's three mana for you can tap it to add any color equal to your commander's. Uh, oh, it's just cast. right. It's a command tower mana
0: rock. Yeah, or okay, and right, you right.
3: can stack it to draw a card, but it's really just in here because it's an artifact that draws you a card as well, and it's right. neat. But uh, but yeah, it's. Have, have fun with it. Take, t- maybe take look, take a look at a card that, you know, you look at Melk is up there right now. Um, y- it looks like it'd be, you know, you would play it as a Spells Matters deck, but maybe you do it as like something that involves duplicating your, your creatures or something like that. Maybe have copy effects and, yeah. and whatnot. That could be an interesting way to take it. One card that I did bring as an example was Vile Smasher. From a pre con, Mm -hmm. who's uh, the Rakdos Goblin who throws things at people, right? And you look at that card and it'd be like, Well, you know, I just you know, dome people out with with big things. How am I gonna get to the big things? Probably ramp into them. But an idea that I had when I looked at it was like, You know, it'd be cool run this as maybe like an energy package in some way, get Mm -hmm. out a Aether uh, uh, sphere uh, harvest uh, or not uh, the Um, Aetherworks Marvel. Yeah, oh, Marvel? Marvel. yeah, okay. because it's yeah. a casting show. Oh, and then cheat, of a oh, then cheat out a big spell. Nice. Hmm. You know, that, that sounds, sounds sweet. fun. Yeah, right. Yeah. So it's like take a card, spit it on its head, and and make it fun because I think that's the best part about commanders. You can do goofy, weird stuff like that. Hmm. Cool.
0: Yeah. Well, thanks, Ben. Yeah. yeah. Appreciate hopefully,
3: it. hopefully that provided a quick little bit of insight into my process. If you
0: want to disagree with Ben's philosophy on Commander, you can hit him up on Twitter. Yeah, and add, the at TV.
3: Yeah, <laughs> and the the deck list. Uh, uh, is up on tapped out I, I every cool. every deck that I make for uh, our streams is is on is on my tapped out it's just engineering on we'll there. put it in the in the description of this video or of this episode on the uh, YouTube yeah. version as well
1: thanks for sharing your pro- process mm-hmm. yeah so, so progress,
0: thanks for letting me share <laughs> I said we would I said we would check in on modern horizons the stream is over there were no further cards spoiled okay but we do know that multiple magic fests will be Modern Horizons Limited, so Mm -hmm. Washington, D.C., Copenhagen, and Seattle, which is exciting for us. Not that, I don't know if we're going, I don't, I think actually, I don't remember, I think I'm unable to go. But the point is, they will be Modern Horizons Limited, so Mm -hmm. that will be, I guess, sealed, even though it's a draft design set, because typically limited GPs are sealed, so you don't have to keep drafting throughout the whole day. And something else that I just learned, because it popped up on my Twitter, I mean, I knew that this was happening, but I didn't know that we'd be able to announce it during this show. Is that we can confirm we will be doing a pre pre release? Oh, boy! For Modern Horizons. Sounds like it'll be draft. I didn't, yes. Mm-hmm. Prob- probably. Mm-hmm. I didn't, to be clear, I wasn't like faking anything literally all i knew is that they were going to announce something and that we'd be doing a pre-release mm-hmm. we'd be doing a ppr for it i didn't know any of the details i read out during this stream i was i was learning it all at the same time as you but i knew we'd be doing a ppr and so now it's actually announced so that'll be exciting i'm really looking forward to that i guess that'll be at the beginning of june hey Ooh. birthday present for me yeah yeah so <laughs> thanks for joining us for this jam-packed episode of tap tap concede Uh, A reminder that Tap, Tap, Concede is brought to you by Card Kingdom. Check out cardkingdom.com slash LRR. That little thing on there lets them know that we sent you over there. And if you don't put that on there, or if you do, either way, you should also say, Loading Ready Run sent me button, please. And they'll give you a little one-inch button, which currently says, Auto-Tap, Auto-Tap, Concede. Yes. Hmm. Uh, For those who have (laughs) suffered through that happening in Arena, I definitely missed Lethal once the other day by (gasps) not paying attention. Whoops. Whoopsie-doops. And... And of course, this show and everything we do is brought to you by you and your kind support of our Patreon at patreon.com slash loading ready run. So until next time, I've been Graham. I've been Cameron. I've been Ben. I'm still Nelson. And we will talk to you again from the new studio next week.